Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Alright, this is Church, episode 4 of this series, this is church. Last week we talked about the Holy Spirit. The other week we talked about the centrality of Jesus. And the first week we talked about the church. The house of God is the gate of heaven. The house of God is the gate of heaven. Hence, church begins on Monday. When people want to experience heaven, they just have to come to your desk at your workplace. They just have to be in your lane when you're driving. Amen, people. They just have to hope that you're the client, the customer that shows up at the restaurant where they serve that day. Because then they are going to get a tip that reminds them of heaven. Am I talking at all? Uh, Are there people here? Look, I know it's cold, but you can't keep me quiet. I'm talking about the church of God. The house of God is a what? Is the gate of heaven. When you show up, you give a tip and the person says, there's a God in heaven. You go to work, you, people look at your report and they're like, there's a God in heaven. That's how we are going to change our nation. Amen. Yes. Yeah, they look at the way you drive going up Charlie when there's traffic jam and they will say, there is a God in heaven. Yeah, hallelujah. Are there people here who are like that? Amen. Now, so today we are talking about prayer, as you may have suspected from the special song, and we have about 30 minutes. Talk about prayer, 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 prayer. Here is a thing. It was December 2019. Remember at that time we had launched the 24-hour prayer campaign. We had people praying here every single hour. Do you remember that? It's like God knew there would be coronavirus and started preparing us and we declared this place a disease-free zone. Do you remember that? We had people praying here. I remember Robert Msige. He, he had the two o'clock segment. Every time I showed up around 3 a.m., Robert would be in here pushing it. Hey! Why are people looking at me like they don't pray? Yeah. So we would come, different people took up one hour each, one hour. Some people specialized in daytime, others, what? Nighttime. I, I, I always remember Robert because he always took the, the early morning segment around 2 a.m. forward. And I would always find him r- r- nailing it, if you like. Hey. And I remember at that time, so I was saying, it's like God knew that Corona would come. And no one can explain Uganda's situation as far as COVID-19 is concerned. It's like everyone thinks we should have died by now. We don't know how to use our masks. We haven't got vaccines. But somehow the hospitals are empty. Yeah, all the people who invested in COVID-related infrastructure are wondering what's happening to their investment. <laughs> you see, when you don't understand spiritual things, 
you can't understand what's happening. But some of us know what's happening. And so we are not shocked because God spoke. So one of those nights, mornings, I was praying up there. I used to like that, se- that sector, just pacing from one side to another. By the time you're done with the morning, you've done a couple of kilometers. And God told me that the church is simply an altar to which people come. That was the word God gave me. The church is simply an altar to which people come. Have you noted that word? What makes a church a church? It's not the building. It's not the band. It's not even the preacher. You know, I can get this microphone and talk about biology and chemistry. Does that make it a church because it was in a certain building? Or because the person speaking is saved? Does that mean that every time you went for your biology lesson in the afternoon, if the teacher was Christian, you were having a church service? No. It's the presence of God. It is the presence of God. Which presence of God is only alter-activated? Hey. Yeah. Now don't get into theological arguments with me. I already know God said he would be with you wherever you go. All of that, I know it. It's one thing for him to be there. It's another thing for you to experience him. Am I making sense? So, the church is simply an altar to which people come. So, you know, in worship service, we don't waste resources. So uh, the way I'm teaching you right now, I'm teaching you because you will not be seated here listening to me for many years. You'll be teaching the same thing elsewhere. You're going to go and start a ministry. Or oh, you're already leading a missional community. Your missional community is an altar to which, people sim- to, to which people come. Your cohort is an altar to which people come. Whatever unit of church you lead, whether it's an MC, a cohort, a cluster, a location, a huddle, I want you to see it as an altar. I had the opportunity of designing. Come back quickly now. Do you know the Ugandan Catholic saints? There's... There's the one from Busoga. What's his name? Okay, just shout out the names. There's Chizito. Gonzaga. Gonzaga, yes. So I had the opportunity of designing uh, St. Gonzaga Catholic Church here, Nalia. It's actually on that road. Yeah, they're still building it. St. Gonzaga Catholic Church. I learned a lot about the Catholic Church and designing Catholic Church premises, designing that church. Yeah, there's too much details of things. But one of the things I learned is that the Catholic Church, the altar, is made of concrete. You can't move it. You can't have a movable altar in a Catholic Church. If this was a Catholic Church, you can't have here an altar made of wood on which people come and serve communion, and then when you have a concert, you move it away so you can do the concert. No. Yeah, you're going to have to live with the altar 
as you do your concert because it's immovable. That's for the Catholics. Now, you know that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. God no longer lives in buildings. He now lives in people. Now, if you are the church, we, we always say the church is not buildings. The church is the what? Is the people. If you are the church and the church is simply an altar to which people come, the question is, how well is your church doing? Are you with me? Please, you just say, yes, I'm with you. Yeah. Even if you are not with me, just say it by faith. Yes, I'm with you. So that's the thing we are examining today, the church. And I want us to look at the prayer life of the early church, after which I'll give you 10 tips or 10 practices that will make you a man of prayer or a woman of prayer. Are you ready? I, if, if you are enthusiastic, we'll move quicker. If I keep checking, if you are still alive, we are more going to move slower. Because otherwise, there is the other church where someone died. And then they called the ambulance people. And they had to remove half of the church before they could find a dead person. But <laughs> Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, verse 13 to 14. Let's read together. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, John, and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon the Zealot, and Judas the son of James. Verse 14, loudly. Verse 14, loudly. These all, how many, how many? All did what? Continued, uh-huh. In one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Now we know that from the text there were 120 of them in the upper room. Now here is a point that sometimes people miss. These people went into the upper room on the 40th day after the Passover, also known as the day of ascension, the day on which Jesus went to heaven. Remember that? It was at the Mount of Olives when he went to heaven. I think I may have given some contradictory information here previously. He didn't go to heaven in Galilee. It was at the Mount of Olives. So they were in Jerusalem when he was resurrected. He told them to meet in Galilee. They went to Galilee. He met them there. Then they came back to Jerusalem. He met them there again. Then he ascended. All right? So, 40th day, Jesus goes up. And then they went to the upper room and started what? Praying. And on the 50th day, also known as the day of Pentecost, that's where the word pent, penta, pentagon, you know pentagon? is a five-sided polygon. Yeah. So Pentecost is the 50th day. Is when the Holy Spirit came. These people were praying. What, what's the longest prayer you prayer meeting you have ever attended what's the longest prayer meeting you have ever attended in your memory where like banangi we prayed yeah you know there is prayer then there is prayer yeah so what <laughs> if you had been there in the upper room that's probably one of the longest prayer meetings you have ever attended 10 days it, with they said they all what continued 
with one accord. I'm sure they took turns sleeping, I, I think. But I think that someone had to, to be praying the whole time. And I believe God has performed certain miracles in this church because of our obedience to take that season we took where someone was praying the whole time for about uh, a month or two. Amen. So, 10 days. Now, they prayed for 10 whole days together before the Holy Spirit was part. So now, it wasn't even in tongues. Can you imagine attending a 10-day Lusoga prayer meeting? It's safe from white candy. Chibumba Mosengwa. Ogungumare. Tukuisamuchi. Echitisa. And then you're gone for 10 days. Wow. Thank God for tanks. Yeah. Oh my God. But these guys, they were in one accord praying together for 10 days. So the results of the New Testament church are not accidental. Let me repeat for this side again before I go to the other side. The results of the New Testament church are not accidental. Yeah. The, the stuff you see happening, it's not like God just decided these ones are the first ones, we have to make it happen. No. Now here is the thing that you should learn at this time which is very important to me and I'm passionate about it even as I talk about it. When the pastor prays, the pastor grows. When the church prays, the church grows. Because what people have done is they've relegated the prayer thing to the pastors. Says you are the one the Lord called. Go up there, spend some five hours. When you come back, we'll be seated ready to receive. Hey! Now, that stuff, it sounds good. It can pull crowds, but it's very dangerous for the church. Very dangerous. Because it makes the rest of you just consumers of spiritual goods. And yet, if you're a disciple, disciples are by nature producers, not consumers. So if the pastor learns to pray a little bit, they should be teaching the church to pray a little bit. If the pastor learns to pray a lot, they should teach the church to pray a lot. It's when the church prays that you start seeing a certain spiritual dynamic that is very rare. Because when I look around, most of what I see is praying pastors and consuming churches, and I refuse to participate in that. Here at Worship Abbey, we are all going to pray. In fact, we all pray. If you have never been invited to a 5 a.m. Zoom prayer meeting, you need to talk to your location pastor and say, me, what did I do? Why? Why have I been left out? Acts 2 1. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were with, they were all with one accord in one place. The early church, they prayed. Again, in one accord, you see this idea of with one accord, you're going to sit many times. It means that they were praying together in one place. So nowadays, the one place has been simplified. It can be a Zoom call, people from many different places, but you are in one place. 
Amen. Because prayer is not about bodies, it's about spirits. <laughs> I'm preaching better than you're listening. I know it's been raining this morning, but may the Lord warm you up. <laughs> are you with me? Are you feeling it? Huh? One accord in one, it means they prayed together. They didn't say, Peter, you're the one going to be preaching. Mm, upper room. Everyone else, lower room. Uh, what will you have? Rolex, Chicomando, what, what, what? And Peter is praying. Then he comes down and says, yeah, but you guys, you didn't even save God for me a little bit of what? No, they were all, I, church, worship harvest, I want you to take note that they were all praying. The things God is going to do when worship harvest starts praying, the whole church, not Mose, not Pastor Noah, all, you will be amazed. You will be amazed what happens when your missional community starts praying together. MC leaders, I challenge you, organize a prayer retreat for your MC. You have got to Gerenge, one of those lakeside places. Yeah. For your missional community. Yeah. And please don't scare me with your eyes. Take them. Yeah, you go, all of you. You start praying in the morning. Seven o'clock. You gather around nine. What is the Lord saying? Sing a few songs. Lead them through a text of prayer. Yeah, 10 o'clock, everyone goes back. Shake it, Come back at midday. What is the Lord saying? Yeah. One o'clock, everyone goes back. Shake it. You come back, three o'clock. What is the Lord saying? Four o'clock, everyone goes back. You come back at six o'clock to break the fast. Had I talked about fasting? Yeah. To break. <laughs> to break the fast and give thanks for such a powerful day. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. MC leaders, are you going to take your members for a prayer retreat? Yeah. You are going to see things. You will see miracles. In your mission community, you will see physical healings. You will see stuff happening. I guarantee you. You do it and see. You will see things that you never thought are possible. The church is simply an altar to which people come. That includes your MC. Yeah. Acts 2.46. Acts 2.46. Together. Uh -huh. So, continuing daily. Doing what? Continuing. How often? Daily. Doing what? Continue, continue means that it started already. So continuing daily with one accord where? In the temple and breaking bread from house to house they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart. This is, I'm trying to show you the prayer life of the early church and why the book of Acts is not accidental. It's not the book of accidents. It's the book of the Acts of the Apostles. That book is a, is a book of results of prayer of the whole church, not just a couple of people. Amen, amen. Woo! Okay, Acts 4, 23 to 30. After they had been threatened, eh, for telling them, you shall not preach. Verse 23 together, and being let go, they went to their own companions and reported all that the chief priests 
And the elders had said to them, so when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord and said, Lord, you're good. You are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that are in them. Yeah, when they were threatened by rulers of the time and by circumstances, what did they do? They prayed. They didn't form a select committee to go and meet Caiaphas. They didn't form a, a, a strategic team to go meet Pontius Pilate. They what? They prayed. Not nowadays, every time they say, hey, who was the number of the minister of what? Acts 5. Acts 5. Together. Peter was therefore kept in prison. Ah, Banange, this one. Please read Curtis for my sake. Together. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. When their leaders were in danger, they prayed. They didn't WhatsApp. They prayed. They prayed. Acts 13, 2 to 3. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed, they laid hands on them and sent them away. When they needed to commission ministers, they what? They prayed and fasted. Yeah, when your MC is going to split into three, so you become a cohort leader, you need to organize a fasting and prayer season so that you lay hands on them on Wednesday night and say, now you go and may the Lord make you like Abraham. Yay! I'm reminded of the scripture when it says, and Jesus rejoiced within himself. Yes. <laughs> I'm rejoicing within myself. It feels like I've failed to convince people to join me, but within myself, I'm just rejoicing. Amen. Do you feel like you're ready to pray? Man of prayer, arise. Arise before the day dawn. The Father, He is waiting to pour His love on you. So arise, man of prayer. Arise. Let's got ten practices that will make you a man or woman of prayer. Are you ready? Ten. Oh, these are practicals. Eh? I've just finished sharing with you the theory. I'm sure you want to pray. Now I'm going to go into application. Every good teacher has to bring what? Application. And I'm supposed to be a good teacher. Actually, I am. Yeah. Number one, point one. Are you writing? This is when you write your notes. Yeah. You should bring uh, not writing equipment to church so that the enemy doesn't steal the word from you. Okay? Point one, pray for at least one hour. Hey! If you're going to become a man or woman of prayer, you pray for what? At least one hour. Mm. What says he? Matthew 6, 26, 40. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? Like he finds it ridiculous 
Pray for at least, train yourself to pray for at least one hour. Now, here is the thing. Right now, hmm, you you think that you pray a lot longer than you actually pray. It's true. True or not true? It's true. You think you pray a lot longer than you actually pray. A friend of mine, I was teaching this somewhere and then I told them this trick. I told them, set a, set a what? Set, set a timer. Use, a, use your clock. So she sent me this message. Apostle, good morning. Banange, some feedback on setting the timer for prayer. At 15 minutes, I thought I was in hour 10. <laughs> At 15, she thought she was in what? Hour 10. The first time I tried this, you know, let me confess to you, I used to be a prayerless pastor. I used to pray, but not, not seriously. So I had Bishop Doug teaching and then said, you, you cannot pray for less than an hour as a Christian. And said, for pastors, three hours. So, <laughs> by the way, we are now uh, we're on Spirit TV and Spirit TV is now on Star Times around Kampala so if you have anyone with Star Times which is a lot of people tell them to tune in Spirit TV and they don't have to use data to catch us so so I said hey, yeah, our, what? So, mm, I used my timer started praying shake it bro. you just start slowly, slowly you know how prayer works that you're sleepy in the morning Thank you, Father, for this morning. So, before you know it, you're on fire. Then I was like, surely the Lord's servant has already clocked one hour and a half. So I checked. Around 12 minutes. I knew I needed to repaint. Yeah, okay, repent. I was like, what? <laughs> this is what has been going on. And me, I've been feeling like I pray for long. So I started setting what? A timer. Yeah. yeah. And then on certain specific days, I would tell myself, Mose, you're a pastor. Bishop Doug said three hours. So go and try. Just try. If it doesn't work, but you will have what? Try it. So you pray, you pray, you pray. Oh, at some point, all oh, that fire. But okay, Bobo, it's done. You're like, Lemba. <laughs> Lemba. Shegede. Hereke. Prakata. Lindebri. Te, 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 te. La. Ha. Gather the, the clock 
has jumped. <laughs> no, it's not shifting. So use that timer. Yeah. And, and play some music. It will make the time move faster. You know, silence is slow. I'm telling you. Do you want us to try it? Let's just, everything, chop, 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 silence. Okay, here yeah, there is rain. It makes it feel different. Silence is too slow, you people. No, 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 no. So, play some music. Create the atmosphere. And then you pray. Amen. Pray at least one hour. Point two. Pray in secret. Pray in secret. There is a place for secret place prayer. Pray in secret. Matthew 6, 6. Together. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door... Pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. He doesn't reward you secretly. He rewards you openly. Yeah. Every time you see things happening in a person's life, just know that someone somewhere is praying. Either that person or someone else. Because the Bible says you reward you what? Openly. You start seeing open results. You'll be like, hmm, something should have happened in secret, Right? Can I give you a very obvious example? Hmm? When you see one of the recently married ladies start to expand at the front, yeah? Just know that something happened in what? In secret. But, but the what? The reward, the public, is what? Is public. It's, yeah, you can't hide it. Are there people? <laughs> Are you confused? You're not. Yeah. Yeah. There is a place for secret prayer. And then they will see public rewards. Luke 5.16. Luke 5.16. Read together. It says, So he himself what? Often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Often withdrew. There is a place for withdrawing from people. Amen. Yeah. Learn to take retreats. I try to have a retreat every six months at worst. My calendar says it's supposed to be every three months, but it ends up happening every six months. I'll not tell you why. But every time I take a retreat, it's like my whole internal world just explode. Oh, sorts of ideas. Amazing ideas. Yeah. Including this series, this is just, you just went retreat and wrote down all the notes for the whole thing. So there's a place for what? Praying in secret. Amen. Point three. Point three. Are you ready for point three? Pray in public. Yeah. Now don't think I'm contradicting myself. No, it means do the other one when you need to do it and do this other one when you need to do it. Pray in public as well. Acts 1.14. What does it say? This all continued 
with one accord in prayer and supplications with the women and Mary, mother of Jesus. They continued with it. They were together. They were in one accord. Acts 4.24 says the same thing. So when they heard, they raised their voice to God with one accord. They raised their voice to God with one accord. Together, they lifted their voice. There's a place for public prayer. There's a place for corporate prayer. Pray together. Amen. Acts 12, 5, again. Peter was therefore kept in prison. I don't hear you guys reading. But constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And we know that it wasn't everyone in their home praying for Peter. They were together because when Peter was released as a result of their prayer, he came knocking on the door where they were praying and no one answered except a young girl called Rhoda who went and told them, hey, it's Peter. And then they were like, are you out of your mind? So sometimes you can pray and you are not even believing, but God still performs the miracle. Because you think they should have been praying for him to be released, right? So then he was released. Then they were like, no, he hasn't been released. Yeah, it still worked. Yeah. Your role is to pray. Don't first see, do I believe or not? No, you pray. There are things God does that only God can do. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall with your power. You perform miracles. There is nothing that's impossible and we're standing here only because you made a way oh you made a way when our backs were against the wall with looks as if it was over, you made a way, and we're standing here only because you made a way. Pray in public, pray together, amen. So for example, this thing on praying in tongues, I used to tell people, when you pray in tongues, only pray in secret. That's what it teaches in Acts 14. Ah, no, 1 Corinthians 14. In public, you only pray in English. Then I realized that the people who are going to pray in tongues, how will they know what to pray if we only do it in secret? So I told people, you can pray in tongues in public, okay, also. So that people know, oh, that's what tongues sounds like. Yeah, because sometimes the reason people find it hard to pray in tongues is because they don't hear people praying in tongues. The enemy wants praying in tongues to look weird. It's not weird. It's, it's very natural. Amen. And powerful. Number four. Pray early mornings. <laughs> pray when? Early mornings. Mark 135. Mark 135. Are you ready? Now in the morning, when? Uh-huh. Having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place and there he prayed. Who doesn't know morning? You know what morning is? 
How about a long while before daylight? Is 8 a.m. a long while before daylight? Is 7 a.m. a long while before daylight? Is 6 a.m. a long while before daylight? I should stop there. 6 a.m. is a very short while before daylight. In fact, 6 a.m., daylight is starting. So, what on earth is a long while before daylight? It depends on interpretation. A long while before daylight is earlier than 6 a.m. It's earlier than 5 a.m. I think 5 a.m. is a little while before daylight. Once you start going into below that, you are starting to get into almost a long while before daylight. Four, three. Three is a long while before daylight. Yeah. Two feels like the previous day. <laughs> uh, we once attended the camp where dinner was at 2 a.m. So, dinner for the previous day. It wasn't breakfast, it was dinner. So, two might start feeling like... Yeah. But many of the men of God I, I, I know and I'm, I'm learning from, they all keep revealing that they start quite early. Yeah, long while before daylight. Psalm 5.3 My voice you shall hear in the morning, O Lord. In the morning, I will direct it to you, and I will look up. Tell your neighbor, I'm a morning person going forward. Ah. And tell them, I love it, I love it, I love it. You're just look at, looking at morning people everywhere. Morning people everywhere. Hey, everywhere. Yeah. This business of, I'm a night person, what? Yeah. Yes, yes, set two alarms. Two. Don't set one alarm. One alarm won't work. One alarm for going to bed. So you switch off the TV, you put away the phone, and you put on that audio that helps you sleep. <laughs> I'm not, no, I don't know which one you use, but we all have our different ones. You listen like this, two minutes and you're gone. So when you set it, you set a timer to, for it to go off after five minutes or ten minutes. Don't put it on for 30 minutes. So that's the first alarm. The first alarm is for going to bed. The second alarm is for waking up. If you set only waking up and not going to bed alarm, you'll start growing old because of lack of enough sleep. You are into a long while before daylight waking up. 3 a.m. You're there. Yeah, your eyes are red. You go to work. People are like, hey. What's going on here? Kumbe, you slept at midnight. And then you woke up at 3. Then you are annoyed with everyone. You're kicking the cart. You don't want to share your break snack. It's because you are not sleeping enough. So set two alarms. I quit night, late night TV. I used to be a late night TV person. I used to watch all the Champions League football games. All of them. Now I don't even know what goes on with Champions League. 
because I decided that I'm going to become a long, at least a little bit of generally medium while before daylight person. <laughs> On my way to becoming a long while before daylight person, right? So pray in the mornings. Number five, pray often. Pray often. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness. Luke 5, 16. Ephesians 6, 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Colossians 4, to continue earnestly in prayer. Continue means you have been going on at it, being vigilant with it in, in it with thanksgiving. So pray always. In others, don't wait. Don't say, they said what? They said what, 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 what? What? Morning. Okay. So around 10 a.m., the Holy Spirit is prompting you to pray like, uh -uh, it's not a long while before daylight. <laughs> you go somewhere in the afternoon, like, let's pray, like, I can't participate. It's too late in that day. No. Pray often with all kinds of prayer. Number six, pray habitually. This is what I mean. Create habits around your prayer life. Have some sort of rhythm in terms of same time, same place as much as possible. Create habits. Of, this is where I pray from. When I sit in this chair, it's time to pray. When I enter this room, it's time to pray. When it comes to this time of day, it's time to pray. Create habits. Luke 22, 39 to 40 says, coming out, he went to the Mount of Olives as he was accustomed. And his disciples also followed him. When he came to the place, he said to them, pray that you may not enter temptation. As he was accustomed, it was a custom for Jesus when he was around Jerusalem to go pray at the Mount of Olives. That was his prayer place. Do you have a prayer place? Today, 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 when you go home, designate a prayer place. Even if your whole house is one room, designate a prayer place which is not the bed. Because the bed is not a good prayer place. Yeah. Other forces can take over. <laughs> Biggie, let's take it there. Acts 3.1. Now Peter and John went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer. There was such a thing as the hour of prayer. Being the ninth hour. A lot of mission communities, they pray at five on Zoom. So prayer, create habits. Yeah? Create habits. I've created some habits that have helped me. There are certain places in my house, I go to that place, it's time to pray. There are certain times of the day when it comes to that time, it's time to pray. So you're not... Uh, habit is stronger than desire. Mm. Brother habit is stronger than sister desire. Yeah. Because ramping up your desire every time won't work. But once you are in... When, we, when you have habit, it's so easy. My time is up. Number seven, pray with passion. Hey. Pray with passion. Pray with passion. Hebrews 5, 7 says about Jesus. Let's read together. 
who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers, hey, watch this, and what? And supplications with what? Vehement cries and tears. To him who was able to save him from death was hard because of his godly fear. Vehement cries and tears. This is Jesus. Son of God. You'd be like, me, I'm, I'm a son of God. I don't do those passion things. God must hear me. He hears my whisper. Yeah, some people say, but for them, their prayer is, is their journaling. Uh, may I, I pray by writing in my journal? How, what results do you have? Yeah, let's not get whatever you people. Show me your results, then I will also start journaling as prayer. For Jesus, it was vehement cries and tears. Hey, are you here? James 5.16, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. There's a place for fervency. There's a man called Epaphras. They write about him in Colossians 4.12. Epaphras, who is one of you? Let's read together. A bond servant of Christ. Are you there? Greets you. Uh-huh. Always laboring fervently for you in prayers that you may stand perfect and complete in the will of God. You, you as a missional community leader, would you describe the way you pray for your members as laboring fervently in prayers? Now, English is complicated sometimes, so let me tell you what fervency is not. Dear Lord God, sir, it is a good day. Thank you. We bless you. You are okay. We are okay. Give me a good day. Let me not be fired. Amen. That's not fervent prayer. Yeah. Fervent prayer is vehement prayer. <laughs> Prayer is not for people with a lot of diggy. If you have a lot of diggy, say, lift up your voices and pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Lemeke, brekosi, takabra, lendebo, sakate, memba. Amen. No. You people. <laughs> Let's go on. Just pray with passion. I used to be against these things I'm teaching you, by the way. I've since changed my mind. Yeah. You should be the kind, when you're praying, people in the neighborhood should know someone in that house is praying, and the house being about half a kilometer away. Yeah. Yeah, people, someone in that house is praying. Shake a bra, kai kota, pray. Hey! Vehement. We have to finish. Are you ready for finishing? We are finishing. Number eight, are you ready for point eight? This one is going to bless you. I promise you. Let me even fast walk these ends. Pray with fasting. <laughs> Pray with what? 
Matthew 17, 21, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Mark 9:29. So I say to them, this kind can come out by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Now there are all sorts of the theological side of that. Is he talking about the demon? Is he talking about the unbelief? Whether it is the demon or the unbelief or the sickness, whatever it is that he's talking about, the end result of the action that must be taken is the same. It is prayer and fasting. So pray with fasting. Here at Worship Harvest, just so that we enable everyone to participate, we said Wednesdays are fasting days. Yeah. So if you find a brother hugging <laughs> a quarter fene already cut and going about it on Wednesday 10 a.m. Just be like, hey brother, now you've broken Ali. <laughs> ah, so if you're in worship harvest Wednesday, yeah, for details, by fasting simplified. So pray with fasting. It will bring a certain effectiveness to your prayer life. Number nine, pray in the spirit. This is praying in tanks. Ephesians 6, 18, praying God is all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Jude 20, but you beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the holy spirit. First Corinthians 14, 14 to 15, for if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with the spirit and I will also pray with the understanding. I will sing with the spirit. I will also sing with the understanding. That's a whole different world. Uh, but if you already know how to pray in the spirit and you have a choice of whether English or tongues, I highly recommend tongues. Yeah. Unless you want to make a specific point to God in English. Yeah. Like you want to tell him how much you love him, you can switch to English. But the rest of the time, he understands the other one. Says that he who prays in a tongue speaks to God. Says people don't understand him, but however in the spirit he speaks mysteries. Amen. So pray in tongues. Number 10. We're finished. Pray the word. Pray the word. First John 5.14. Now this is the confidence we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Have you understood? Ten practices that will make you a man and woman of Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.